But yeah, this isn't the wrestling podcast. This isn't the football <laughs> podcast. It isn't the cricket. It's like we've just like met up in the pub. Oh yeah, you're all right then. What have you been doing? <laughs> Hello, it's the Personal Jukebox Podcast. My name is Simon, and on this here episode, I'm going to be looking at a rush of blood to the head by Coldplay. And some people will be going, boo, out there. But no, man, just listen, listen and take it in. Um, joining me again, he's back, back again. Guess who's back? Tell a friend. It's Mr. Christopher Wellings. How are you? Hello, yeah, not too bad. Pretty good. <laughs> and you, um, you came back? It yes. You weren't enough back punishment for, for you last no, time. No, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were just telling me that you're... The word is getting out there. The word's getting out there. The in-laws have listened to the podcast, yeah. They gave it the seal of approval. And yeah, everything's good. Yep. i tell you what, it did monster numbers, though. Oh, did it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah, word. Yeah, people liked it. Unless there was, like, really big fans of, like, the festival compilation albums yeah. out there. I mean, I've listened to it three times myself. <laughs> <laughs> On separate days? Yeah, they're all count as three downloads. So. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, how is life treating you? Are you all right? Yeah, not too bad. Pretty good, pretty good. Not really getting much sleep with the little one, but uh, oh, no, no, it's going well, it's going well. That's all right, man. You, uh, mm. You're enjoying the whole fatherhood thing? Yeah, absolutely. You're all in. Are you trying to tailor her interests in any way towards anything? I, I definitely want to. Yeah. I definitely want to like, ensure she goes a certain way in life. You know, without <laughs> <laughs> putting too much pressure on her. But uh, at the moment, she's only interested in CBeebies, to be fair. So. CBeebies food, doing yeah. the shit. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that sounds about right. Waking us up. Ensuring that we don't sleep is uh, another, you know. Yeah. Is she a sleeper or not? She was, to, this is the strange thing, she was to begin with. She was golden um, up until about three months ago. She was kind of going through the night virtually. Yeah. But now she's like waking us up twice during the night, one in feed. Feeds, yeah. And, but then not, not feeding during the day. You know, she's oh, just... Oh, no, nocturnal feeding. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ride it through. <laughs> ride it through. Any advice? I've no. had three, and I don't know. Just ride it through. Oh, okay. yeah. For how long? <laughs> I, th- I think we said this before, didn't we? I think with your first kid, you oh god, oh god, we've got to do this, we've got to do that, yeah, we've got to do this, and I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, um, you want to ensure that you're doing everything right, and like Sammy mm-hmm. looks into stuff a great deal mm-hmm. you know she's got the rule book and mm-hmm. you know she's not meant to be doing this she shouldn't be doing this shouldn't be doing this and it's like it's difficult because you've got to just got to just got to wing it yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i mean there's the young parents at work who's on the team so i'm speaking to her quite a lot as well yeah and like her child's about 14 or 15 months at the moment so she's not long come back from maternity leave and i'm always talking to her about how soon was it when you were getting a proper night's sleep? Uh, you know, and like she went through exactly the same and she was like, well, look, like my kid was basically one, you know. Okay. Before it started to like happen. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a rough. <laughs> you can, I can smell like a personal parenting podcast. <laughs> you, can, you can do it like a side thing. <laughs> I've been meaning to talk to you. There's been through the summer. 
a lot of things that have come up. We just spoke about like the Women's World Cup, which we showed no interest in. Did you watch any of, because I know you were a cricket guy as well, weren't you? Yeah. The Ashes were just on, <clears> weren't they? Absolutely. I was all in. I mean, um, we haven't got Sky, yeah. but we bought Now TV uh, yes. for £21 a month just, uh-huh. to be, just so we could watch the Ashes, basically. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I went to the, I went to the game at Birmingham, which is oh, on the Edge f- Baston, yeah. Which is the third day, yeah. So that was the first test, wasn't it? Wasn't it Edge Baston? So yeah, that's right. W- we hadn't booked tickets in advance. My mate just texted me a few days prior saying, "Do you fancy going? I can get tickets, me and you." Oh really? Um, I paid something stupid, like one hundred and forty quid. Oh, you paid big money, yeah, for one day, yeah, yeah. And that was the only day out of the five that it rained. <laughs> it was like typical, <laughs> okay. absolutely typical. But no, it was good. It was great, and uh, in the end. I wouldn't say it was a fair result. Obviously, it was a draw overall, but I mean, I, we definitely deserved to win the whole series. Oh, I think Australia was so lucky. They were very much the England cricket team. Reminded me very much of the England football team. These great things where they should have capitalised yeah, on it, but yeah. just it get, get to the quarters. Yeah. You know, you play amazing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, see what you're saying. Like you say, we we lost the Ashes, but we we, do, we didn't lose the series. Luckily, yeah. but no, it was great. Absolutely love it. Yeah. yeah, and we've got the World Cup coming up in a in a few weeks as well. Okay, the one day World Cup. So we won that four years ago. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. when like Stokes, you know, yeah. played that ridiculous innings and yeah, yeah. Oh, against God, New yeah, Zealand, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? I and watching all that, that, yeah. that super over, wasn't yeah, it? All that stuff yeah, happened yeah. towards the end. Oh, that was, was just, really good, actually. Yeah, it's that. crazy. Yeah. So I think this one is in India, maybe. Yeah, okay. it starts in October. Should yeah, be good. Okay. Still a lot far more into your cricket than your football. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm ever gonna. Recapture. Um, no, I don't think I am. I mean, I'm in like a predictor league for with all my mates. Uh, yeah. We do it every year. Uh, it's called Super Bro, which is like <laughs> got got the app of it to do with. I don't know if it's linked with Talk Sport, maybe or something like that. Okay. But Super you, Bro, Super Bro, or something like that. But you just predict all of the Premiership games, you know, and you kind of like if you get the exact result right, you get three points. If you get a close result, you get one and a half. If you get the result, it's a bit one like Hawksby and Jacobs Fools panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think I've been in it ten years now. The best I did was last year, mm-hmm. and I come like fifth. Okay. Out of like thirteen, but the first few years I was just getting the wooden spoon. Uh-huh. And that, yeah, that, that's the like the length and breadth of your interest, really. Now in yeah, pretty much. I, I I only keep uh, a bit of an interest just purely for that. I mean, I still I, st- I still look out for the Arsenal results. I can't say I'm a fan. Um, yeah. I was talking to a bloke at work the other day, and we were talking about footy, and he said, you know, who are you, 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 you Villa? And I said, no. I said, I'm, I said, I can't really say who I am. I said, I, I suppose I follow Arsenal. I used to be a big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, I couldn't even name you three players now. For oh, Arsenal. really? You no, know, I couldn't. Yeah. No, well, I, I could. Yeah, because it was, um, but they've sold one of them. <laughs> they sold Jacker. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Granite. So Is that his sa- name? Granite. That's like a fantastic, <laughs> one absolutely fantastic first name. They should have just called him Yellow Card Jacker. <laughs> when he the guy who did he get taken off and he like gave the fans um, shit as he was coming off? They were giving him stick and he yeah. gave it him back. Yeah, and there was a bit of a falling out there, wasn't there, between <clears> the fans and it? But yeah. then I, I'm sure he was captain last year, wasn't he? I yeah, think he, yeah, he, I think he, he was. He won him back at some point. Yeah, um, okay. but yeah, I mean, obviously, like Arsenal blew it last year, didn't they? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they like shit. But the then bed. I'm surprised they almost had a chance up until the last month. I mean, they usually blow it in like February. Um, yeah, yeah, they they were just the archetypal. Oh, it's the first time the team's gonna do this, and mm. they just get a bit scared. You know what I mean yeah. when it gets near it. But yeah, I don't know. 
See, I did see they drew at home with Fulham today. I know, yeah, and they had uh, Fulham Absolutely had killed my accumulator, that did. <laughs> but yeah. But Arsenal should have scored about seven or eight from the sound of it. Apparently so. Yeah. But um, it was not to be. I did look, I, there was a chance that I, I did look at going to London myself this weekend. Mm. Have you heard, obviously you're aware of like, um, like WWE, yeah. Have you heard of like AEW? AEW. Yeah, they're like no. the, the second biggest like wrestling oh, promotion. Federation. Yeah. And they're playing Wembley today. Right. Like Wembley Stadium as well. I don't know, they reckon there's going to be about like 80-odd thousand really? fans there. And I'd looked at it because you could still get tickets up until the end of this week. Uh, I was talking to a guy at work who was going. But then I was like, it's London. I hate it. Oh, it's so do just, I. Mate, oh, it's Wembley. Don't, don't get me started with London, Jesus. It's, it's London, it's Wembley, it's yeah. getting there, it's getting back. Yeah. And then it turned out Lindsay was away anyway this yeah, weekend, yeah. so I would have been buggered with the kids. Have so. they... Have they managed to snag any of the WWE stars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads of the guys who... Um, uh, Chris Jericho. Yes. Yeah, and some of the other like, right. people who you'd, you'd know kind yeah. of thing to get a bit of a... I suppose a bit of name recognition and stuff. But Tony Khan, the guy who owns Fulham, is the guy who runs it. Right. Or okay. his dad owns yeah, Fulham, yeah. I think. But yeah, this isn't the wrestling podcast. This isn't the football <laughs> podcast. It isn't the cricket. It's like we've just like met up in the pub. Oh, yeah, you're right then. What have you been doing? <laughs> Yes, we're going to be looking at Coldplay's A Rush of Blood to the Head. Coldplay's second album. I'm right there, aren't I? Yep. I was always surprised that this was their second album. Okay. I came into Coldplay. Obviously, I'd heard um, Yellow and is it, uh, what was the other one? Not Spiderwebs. That's there was Trouble. 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 But trouble. it's not Spiderweb, it's the lyrics are in Yeah, that's right. So those were big. Yeah. And I thought they were just like another indie band, like the next indie yeah. band coming along. And then it was probably around the time they released The Scientist came out as a single. That like made me take notice a bit. And I was like, oh, this is actually a mm. band who are doing stuff. So I listened to this this album and the next album, and then I kind of fell off the wagon with Coldplay. Yeah. I know all the song, the big songs they've put out, the singles and stuff since then. But yeah, that's where I sit at the moment. Now, I know you said before about how you were a big Coldplay fan, yep. but you didn't like Chris Martin now, yep. or something like that, or he'd gone off the boil. Is that still how you feel it's, now about it's Coldplay? It's similar to Arsenal. I don't support them, but I just follow them. <laughs> just follow the results. Because <laughs> you've seen them live as well, haven't you? Twice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. At um, it was Old Trafford Cricket Ground. Yes, and the Rico. Well, Lancashire Cricket Ground. Lancashire was, Cricket Ground. And yeah. then it was it, no, no, it wasn't the Rico. It was the old NEC. Oh, it was an indoor gig. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. That, what they did when it was the Milo Exalto um, mm-hmm. tour with all you know the wristbands and everything. Yes, yes, yes. They did a couple of arenas before they hit the stadiums. I think that was just a test, like a warm up. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. And that was what the last time you would have seen them year wise would have been. That would have been probably 2010. Okay. 11, I'd imagine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so just over 10 years ago, yeah. kind of thing. They're still doing stuff now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still. Very much. It's still like the original band <clears throat> as well, isn't it? Yeah, still. Which is uh, amazing, really. Still four of them. Which is quite interesting because obviously I've done a bit of research yeah, as, yeah. as you, as you yeah. have yourself. Yeah. And I was looking into uh, how they formed. Okay, yeah. And um, the drummer, I think it's Will Campion, the drummer. Yeah, is it Campion? Or, or Champion, sorry. Champ- I don't know, it's yeah, one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was the last to join, so they kind of 
they were a band as a free piece without a drummer to begin with. And then they were auditioning for a drummer. And then Will went to their house where they yeah. were audition, auditioning. The bloke that was supposed to go to audition didn't turn up. Okay. And he just said, I'll give it a go then. Just, oh, he was just there. Yeah, yeah he was just one of their mates. Oh, okay. Never considered himself, you know, he was musically gifted yeah, in any yeah. kind of way. But obviously he was, he was then part of the band. Yeah. But I don't think he ever got... Because of how he came into the band, I don't think he ever, he ever got the respect. Because they were all mu- musicians in their own yeah, right, yeah, yeah, in yeah. some way, into music, whereas he <clears throat> kind of wasn't. Okay, that's and interesting. And then I think it was between the first and second album, recording this album, where they just didn't feel he was up to speed. And uh, apparently Chris Martin and him had a few words and he ended up storming out. It's like a Tony McCarroll situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think they fully trusted him as a musician because of the way he came into the band to begin with. Ah. And when they started to, like, you know, really take it seriously, mm. they were looking at everyone's role and they just saw that he was a bit weak, maybe. But he's still there now, so yeah. he got through it. It is, it is amazing that now you're talking, um, when was the first album out? Was that 99? I think it was 99, yeah. Yeah. Until now, you've still got all the same members in the band. It yeah. doesn't happen often, really. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got Will. It is, is it Champion or Campion? I think it's Champion. Okay, so he's on the drums. Guy Bellyman on the bass. Yeah. Chris Martin, obviously, vocals, piano, guitar, everything. Room up the arse. And... Um, that? John, Johnny Buckland. Oh, Johnny Buckland, yeah. Johnny Sorry, Buckland. Yeah. I thought it said Jack Buckland then, but no, Johnny Buckland on guitars. I'll mention this now, but once upon a time, you had Oasis. And then Oasis, kind of the Ferrari and the, the mega, oh, this is the biggest brand in Britain kind of thing, sort of got overtaken. I think like the Verve kind of, not maybe the biggest, but the critical darling Mm. The Verve seemed to like occupy that space for a while. Yeah. And then, in my head, you kind of had Coldplay after that, with a little, just a little slither of Travis yeah. in the middle. And uh, listening to Parachutes this week, I got a real heavy Verve vibe to it, like the production. I don't know if they're produced by the same person, but that kind of... I don't know, like the spacey guitar, the, yeah. the like, ah, oh, what's the noises, you know, like, they're like beeps and boops and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I suppose Radiohead were doing <clears throat> it as well. Yeah, I, I, I definitely see what you're saying. Parachutes, if anything, that stands out for being quite different to most of the other albums. It's as though they didn't find the sound that they kind of settled on until maybe this album onwards. I think you can still hear a few remnants on this yeah. album, but it's definitely different. Yeah. Like, 100%. I'd say the only thing that probably... Something that does run through it is they're kind of the same pace. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, on a... I think everyone kind of forgets Travis as well, how big they were at the yeah. time. That second album, and even the third album, which, after listening to these Coldplay... Well, the Coldplay albums in the last couple of weeks. I list, went back and listened to those Travis albums as well. Love the first one. Second one's like pretty good as well. By the time they got to the third one, it was all just a bit, I don't know, just a bit limp, mm. a bit. It's funny you should say that about Travis because I know in doing my research for this album, I looked into it and they said they were inspired by Travis quite a bit. Not for this album, but more so for Parachutes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that kind of inspired almost their, their sound. 
See, because Martin was like mates with your man out of Embrace as well, wasn't he? Oh, okay. Yeah, we were the band that the, always uh, come up on our episodes. Two brothers, it's two brothers in Embrace. Oh, I know the one guy was called Danny. Was yeah. Danny the singer? I think so, yeah. Because I know they ripped songs together, that gravity song that Embrace did. Yeah. He, Chris Martin's a co-writer on that. And I suppose, actually, everybody completely forgets Embrace. And they were... Maybe somewhere in there as well. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if Radio One were just pushing them a bit more than they actually were big. And, and I think as well when when they come out uh, a couple of years later, it it never feels as as uh, as genuine, does it? As kind of unique, you know, because they weren't yeah. there at the the very start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, unless they have completely their own sound and they're unique in that way. But if they're just part of, like you say, that indie movement, then. It, it's difficult for them to, um, I don't know, it's difficult for them to shine, I suppose. Yeah, to have a, a place. What is Coldplay's genre? Because when they started out, you were just they were just like, oh, and indie bands, purely, yeah? Yeah. <sighs> and and you could say, oh, yeah, they were the stadium rock band or stuff, but yeah. that ain't really the genre, is it? It's Yeah, they tend to put out two different types of songs. They either have the very kind of big production sound in song, Mm. which I suppose works and plays well to the stadiums. Yes. But then they have a lot of the kind of piano-led ballads. Oh, yeah. You know, as well at the same time. Yeah. So... um, They were surely the band which really... There probably is another one, but really bought that back up. Yeah, I suppose them and Keen, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, fucking Keen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, oh, God, yeah. I forgot about Keen. See, I, oh man, that kind of era. I, 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 I need to stop and really think about that kind of era because <laughs> I think that's probably the reason why I, I wasn't really on the Coldplay train. I've always thought, up until the last week or so, that that first album was like fantastically overrated. Like I didn't get it. Yeah. And I listened to it as I say recently, and I got it a bit more. <clears throat> I still don't think it's like this earth-shattering debut. Yeah, I'm going to find it difficult to agree with you there. I do think it's a very, very good debut. I think it's a good album. I just, I don't know, I think just because I could hear so many other influences in it. Yeah. And it just, oh man, whenever I think of the Verve and I'll just think of Ashcroft with his bloody stupid smug face, you know, <laughs> never smiling, thinking he's like, the, God, he's the shit, you know. Yeah. He's like the coolest guy in the room, wherever he is. Yeah, yeah. And, no, uh, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get onto this one anyway. Maybe one day we'll do parachutes. Um, this was the second album. It was released on the 26th of August 2002, and it debuted at number one on the UK album charts. It got to number one. It was there for three weeks, and so far it's had 150 weeks in the top 100. The album's title, Chris Martin said, it's trying to convey a theme of urgency. You got that down as well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and doing things on impulse. Yeah. And like not waiting and now's the time and you don't know how much time you've got. I think a lot of the album was influenced due to like the September 11th America stuff as well. Yeah. Some of the songs were written directly after that, weren't they? Yeah. I think on the album. I've said this before, mainly talking about new metal albums where in America all the new metal bands were like, I don't know, King of, not King of the Charts, but it was like the hot ticket. Yeah. Uh, and then 
9-11 happened and all these new metal bands were like ushered away and yeah. it was this more introspective Bono was waiting around the corner <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> with these you know with these tender songs that really meant stuff to people and obviously I reckon Chris Martin was right on that train as well <sighs> it happened it, it was it was a yeah it was obviously a Came at the right time, didn't it? Yeah. What was the U2 album? It was, was it All You Can't Leave All Behind? All That You Can't Leave Behind. Yeah. yeah it was, yeah, that was... Uh, oh, stuck in the moment you can't get out of. Was that on that mm, album? God, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be fair, a lot of that album, you could quite easily fit some of those tracks onto this album and vice versa. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just thinking I, about it now, yeah. I do think this album, um, Coldplay maybe borrowed a little bit of that U2 sound yeah. as well. Yeah. And I don't know, no matter who you really talk to, you two are—they've got to be in anybody's not is it's objectively, isn't it? Where it actually is. Yeah. They objectively are in like the top five biggest bands, and maybe like one or two on that list for the past, definitely for a good thirty-year period. Yeah. There. Yeah. Like objectively, there ain't no whether you like them or not. Yeah, they—they they kind of are. They're a bit of a marmite band. I think people have a strong opinion of them. Um, there aren't many people that just go, I can take them or leave them. I am one of them. I'm, I'm like, I like some of their yeah. stuff. And I, yeah. yeah, but doing a bit of research for this, I was looking at um, some of the biggest tours of all time. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's no surprise that you two have come in there pretty high. And yeah. Stones, um, Pink Floyd. I believe their last tour, Coldplay's last tour, was the fourth highest grossing of all time. And... You say, well, that's because that's the it's last one recent. as of now. Yeah, uh, hmm. yeah, but it's all inflation adjusted, and you know, kind of. Uh, okay, yeah, oh, see, that's, you know, kind of. Yeah, I know what you adjusted. mean. So that's that's pretty impressive, actually, because you would have thought the bloom was off the rose a bit with Coldplay in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three, whenever this was. Yeah. Well, yeah, because a lot of the biggest tours of all time, as well, like the ones that go before that, they're generally all kind of greatest hits tours where people kind of snap a ticket up because it's the last chance it's the last time they might see them yeah, yeah. the Stones have been doing like the last tour the Stones and Kiss have been doing that forever yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the last 20 years haven't they yeah, yeah. and they'll sell tickets for like 200 quid or something ridiculous uh-huh. and people will buy them and that's why they do so well mm. um, but when you look at the top 10 highest grossing tours of all time look at how many original kind of they're touring off of that album there aren't yeah. many. Yeah, they're, all, they're all like it's like a, a reunion tour, like an Eagles. Know. or yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What surprised me, just going off slightly, what surprised me that came in fifth. Uh-huh. You'd never guess who came in fifth. Is it a solo artist? Yes. A, a now one. Yes. Very cu- current. Oh, like Swifty. Harry Styles. This amazises me. The right. That's fifth on the yeah. all time. It's fifth or sixth. All time, I think he grossed six hundred billion in his last tour. Yeah. The tour ran for two years, yeah. but I suppose most big tours run for two years, don't yeah, they? Yeah, and you're getting a lot of dates in yeah. there. Yeah, and I just thought that's incredible. Now, I on my Facebook timeline, I definitely have seen at least like ten or a dozen people who were at or taking their kids to yeah. a Harry Styles gig, like he did. We said about Wembley earlier, didn't he do like? Three or four nights at Wembley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly even a week or something, yeah. Has Harry Styles got the material for that? Well. (laughs) Is he still busting out, um, and I'm only going to take my girl? He's still doing One Direction tracks. I've got a few Harry Styles tracks on on my phone, honestly. That falling track is great. He's doing some bangers. 
honestly. <laughs> like, I'll tell you what, he's kind of wore me down with some yeah. of his songs, yeah? He will do that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think music does that, doesn't it? Because you hear it so much. But I definitely think that Falling track is really good. It is called Falling, isn't it? Yeah. The slow uh, one. What a fun, what a fun, that song. Yeah. And then his other ones, they're like a bit. They always remind me of a bit shit killers. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not well, not shit, but like, like killers now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. <clears throat> I meant to ask like my daughters because I don't think he's marketed towards lads. No. Unless they're gay lads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Harry Styles, what's the crack? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would phone Ellie and ask her now. So, I mean, I'm, I, I mean I, obviously the audience is probably young girls, but I just don't... It just really surprised me that nah. it was like fifth or sixth highest grossing. It's fully grown women as well. What's the allure with Harry Styles? I don't know, but he's... Um, I've never actually thought that he's... You know, you can look at a guy and you can say, oh, he's a handsome guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah well, he, he wears like blouses and stuff, like women, women's blouses and like... <sighs> and he, but he just stuff doesn't... That he, stuff that your nan would wear, like... <laughs> He does. He, he, yeah, that's he does that look different and, or, you know, whatever. You know, get on the front of magazine covers. It's all a bit silly, but it's strange. I mean, like, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he comes out as, like, being gay well, at this all. was my thing. It, it, I, like, it wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, he's, he's got the David Bowie, Bowie Mazzini, where he probably swings both that's ways. That's pretty high praise, though, isn't it? You know but, what I mean? In, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, he acts as well. And his acting, is, it holds up. You know, oh, does he? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. He was in Dunkirk, the Christopher Nolan film. He's okay, been in yeah. uh, a few other films recently as well, and he, he's actually quite decent. Yeah. No, I didn't know that he was mm-hmm. an actor as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, no, well, boy, done good actually then for where yeah. he's come from. I know. Yeah. Saying about films quickly, quick little aside. That film that's out at the moment, and everyone's raving about it and saying, "Oh, it's going to be fucking nice." Is it something to do with war? Oppenheimer. Yeah, that's it. Oppenheimer. Don't fancy it at all. Do you not? It's not my bag. It's not is my not? bag. Well, you know, I'd... I'm definitely going to watch it. Oh, I knew you would. I knew yeah. it would be just for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to watch it. I yeah. mean, I've watched virtually all of Christopher Nolan's, uh, Nolan's films. Yeah, he, he's very good yeah. <clears throat> at what he does. But I think it's an interesting. You know, it's an interesting film as well, isn't it? It's is an it, interesting is premise. it a true life or is it a oh, hypothetical? No, it's, yeah, it's true life. It's okay. about uh, Oppenheimer <clears throat> who, who created the uh, the bomb. You know, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Just not my bag. Yeah. No, um, it's supposed to be good. You know, it's got some cracking writing. I never. T- did, I told you as well that I watched the latest Scream film tonight. Latest what? The latest Scream film. Oh yes. You yes. know when we recorded. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm gonna, I might get to cinema. I didn't get to cinema. Yeah. I took it off Amazon Prime. Was it? Was it decent? Or? It, right for what it was, it was all right. Was yeah. It? Okay. Um, it was one of them films where, you know, if, if just something wasn't in the right place at the right time, then it wouldn't have all worked yeah. out. But, yeah, it was, it was all right. Perfectly acceptable, an hour and a half. Um, I don't know, I'm going to sleep on a Sunday night kind of thing. Yeah. Stick summertime. Um, yeah, right, Coldplay. So Coldplay were coming off parachutes, as we said. People were liking them. I don't really understand how they got so big so quick, but I suppose that's what happens to bands. Because um, to me, they only really had three singles off that. Yeah. Definitely released two. They probably released a third, I imagine. No, they did, yeah. They released Shiver. It was Shiver, first of all, then Yellow, then Trouble. Okay. And Yellow was like massive. And then Don't Panic as well. That was it. Yeah, Don't Panic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they were coming off that, and they, I think they played Glastonbury, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They on the lower... They actually, the first time they played Glastonbury, they hadn't even released Parachutes. They played in the new tent. Oh, okay. The, yeah. um, the new act tent. Yes. 
I think they'd already been signed at that point. It wasn't uh-huh. as if that you know led to them being signed. But they also then did Glastonbury when Parachutes was out. So Parachutes would have come out ninety uh, nine, was it? Mm-hmm. I, think, I think I think it was ninety nine. Yeah. So they probably played. I've actually written it down. I didn't think I'd got it written down. Two thousand and one. Oh, had they? Glastonbury. Oh, okay. They were on the other stage. Right. They were below on the bill. Elastica, Death in Vegas, and David Gray on the same. Below. Well, I remember watching them because it was it was during the afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty of sunlight still. It was it was a good performance. He ended up climbing all this scaffolding How that was on the side of the yeah. Yeah. Uh, stage, and he climbed it all. I think this might have been during Yellow, maybe. Okay. And I think he also phoned his mom during the concert, and he told everyone to be quiet <laughs> and okay. said something about. You never guess where I am, you know. And then, <laughs> she was like, "You're at Glastonbury, you twats." Well, I, I don't know if, if, like, if she knew. And then, like, when she's like, "Well, I don't know," and then he, he kind of told the, you know, you kind of got the crowd. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and she says, "Yeah, I'm at Glastonbury." I says, I'll, "I'll bring you back some ice cream or something." Something said something weird. Okay, he's yeah. a big fan. He loves a bit of Michael Evis, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, like he loves yeah. himself. Some I Evis. think they've headlined four times now. Yes, they're one of the. They've heavily rumoured. An odds-on favourite to be a headliner next year. Right. So, yeah, they were on the other stage. And then they went off. They were reaping in the rewards of the Parachutes album and went off to make their new album. Travis headlined that Glastonbury that year as well. Oh, on I? Sunday night, Travis headlined Glastonbury. That's, I don't know. Yes, because why doesn't always rain on me? That It was raining when they were singing that word. Ah, uh, how, um, what's the word? I'm, ironic. What's, yes. <laughs> no, that isn't ironic, is it? Oh, apt, 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 yeah. Yes, how apt, yeah. And then they stepped in to headline the next year's Glastonbury before this album had come out, didn't they? I didn't realise that. Yeah. Um, it was meant to be the Strokes headlining the Friday night. Oh, okay. And I think it was the week before the Strokes were like, we're not playing it. Oh, right. Um, Strokes fan? I'm okay with it, yeah. I, I, love, I do quite love like the them. first album. Yeah. Like, yeah, really good. I think they've done some banging tunes, yeah. Yeah. I, I imagine. Is it Evis or Eves? Michael Evis, isn't it? I say Evis, but it could quite easily be Eves. Yeah, I say Evis as well. But anyway, he must have gone in touch with, what's his name, <laughs> Martin, and said, yeah, I need a band. I need a decently sized, yeah. decently sized band. And Coldplay were obviously thought of in that kind of thing. They just dropped everything and just said, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll play it. Just with only having one, one album in the bank. So, yeah, they headlined the Friday night of 2002. Um, yeah, and then, I don't know, went back off to record this album and... Yeah, because the I mean, this album didn't come out till the August, which was like, what, about five weeks later or something yeah. like that, yeah? Should we get a bit of a, a thing of what was going on? Before we go into the album, which we um, listen to what was going on at the time in the charts. The number yeah. one track in the UK was... I mean, a tight kitten were like, I don't know, the, the pop group of du jour, weren't they? Maybe at this time, yeah? Mm-hmm. I guess they were, yeah. Uh, this was post-Katona, because she like, left, didn't she, well right. early on. Yeah. After they hole again, wasn't it? Yes. I remember that. Did they have to reshoot the video with the new girl in? Oh, did I? Yeah. Um, Atomic Kitten, never a fan. <laughs> never a fan. <laughs> never a fan. Do you prefer this or the Blondie version? <laughs> I prefer the Blondie version. <laughs> I, mean, I, can't, I can't think of more than if, it, if before we'd have played this would have been whole again. That's all I could possibly have named. Yeah, um, 
I don't know if this is um, the Mandela effect or something, but I seem to remember being at Molyneux or Villa Park to watch a football match, and they bought Atomic Kitten out at half time to like sing a song when they were just getting going. Yeah. And they were just like, I don't know, on the pitch, miming whatever song they were doing. <laughs> and I, I, you can imagine what a football, what yeah, a football yeah. fan base is saying to three young lasses from yeah, Liverpool yeah. on the pitch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's my only real memory of uh, Atomic <laughs> Kitten. <laughs> And following along the girl band tip, number one on the album chart was um, if Atomic Kitten were not the northern pop girl group at the time, then maybe the southern pop group were the Sugar Babes. music podcasts I listen to and they're, you know, people who've got really good, I don't know, really good thoughts on music and stuff like that. And they rave about the Sugar Vibes. Like, they really hold them up as being a legit... I don't mind them. I, they've got some bangers, mm. definitely. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, similar to you know, Atomic Kit, and they've changed their lineup a fair bit over the years. Mm. Uh, I don't know if they've still got any original members. I believe the most recent incarnation is the original version. Right. They've like come back recently. Just recycled the whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so that's so that one, the one who was singing just that's that's Mutcher, isn't it? Christ, I don't know. So they know. brought her back because she left from real bad terms. Because when they started, I believe you had Mutcher, the Black Lass, who I can't remember yeah. her name is, and then like was she like Ginger, the other girl? She and she been, was yeah. the first one who went. Yes. And then they got another one in. They bought in, was it Heidi? Heidi, Long that's girl. it, the Scouse yes. girl. Yeah. Yeah, weren't she like with Dave Berry at some point? Really? Yeah. No way. I think so. Um, yeah, then Mutcher <laughs> left and then yeah. someone replaced her. I can't think who it was. Yeah. And that's when she put her single out, didn't she? With, was it with Basement Jacks? Oh God, I don't know. I don't. It's called know. "Song for Mutcher." Oh yes, um, it's a cracking song. Oh, it's a good song actually. It <laughs> yeah. worked with Basement Jacks. No, it was with um, uh, Groove Armada. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It, Groove yeah. Armada. Yeah, that's right. Mucha Buena. Whenever I think of Mucha Buena, she was on Celebs Go Dating a couple of series right. ago. She's got like these massive arse implants at the moment. No way. Mm, and like she's got a lot going on. Yeah. Um, which you know cheers me up because the new series of Celebs Go Dating is back at the moment. <laughs> The only people who you would probably know on it is Vanessa Feltz. Okay. Who sticks out like a sore thumb because it's usually ex-reality TV yeah. people. Um, but yeah, Vanessa Feltz is on there. She split up from that lad who, Hey, what's wrong with you? You're looking kind of down to me. Was he like fat, fat, set, so, fat small. so small? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because she was married to him for like 18 years. Oh, I didn't realise that. And I think he was like playing around behind the back. Yeah, yeah. She caught him out and uh, ooh, that was it. Yeah. Okay, is she getting much luck? Uh, on I've only watched the first episode because right. I said to you earlier, I'm deep into this manifest thing at the moment. <laughs> I've got four series of that to watch. So I'm key on banking up Slim's Go Dating. <laughs> That's it. 
going to get you through the winter. <laughs> um, yeah, the Sugar Babes were number one on the album charts. We always touch on what the US was doing at the time. Number one on the charts was uh, this, this, this Kelly and Nelly oh, okay. dilemma song. Fucking yanks on them, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've heard enough of that. So, we'll get into this. Well, should we play the first song? Yep. First song off Rush of Blood of the Head by Coldplay is called Politic. It's spelled with a K as well, isn't it? Yeah. Don't know why. Sexy. <laughs> it's like boys with a Z. <laughs> down for a bit because this song really is just a big build up isn't it yeah um this was the first Coldplay song I heard that wasn't a single right yeah so I put this album I got this album and I put it on and I was like fucking hell what Coldplay do <laughs> songs that aren't annoying or yeah. you know at, at the time I was yeah. thinking and this blew me away like and, and still now I think it's a oh, it's, it's, it's an absolute banger that be, I mean, we run through this, we do verse, chorus, verse. Well, it ain't really chorus, it's just dun 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 yeah. dun dun. Um, but when it when it cuts out, it drops down, the piano comes in, yeah. and then it comes in with that crescendo. It's, it, it, it's incredible. It's, it's two songs in one, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, it, there's this tempo change, the mood changes, and I could. Would it be? It got written on nine eleven, apparently. Yeah, the day after, weren't it? Yeah, and then yeah. I think they recorded it two days later. Okay. And. I don't know how much the lyrics are connected to not. I mean, I've looked at the lyrics. They don't seem to be about much, really. But Ambiguously, they could be, yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, but the very end, you know, you've got Give Me Love Over This. That's yeah, what he yeah, keeps yeah. singing. That's that. And I that's like... I never knew what that line was, yeah. but yeah, yeah well, that makes I, sense. I was torn between, is it Give Me Life Over This or Give Me Love Over yeah, This? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure I've been in the stadium singing Give Me Life Over This. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you were you a well few scoops deep by then, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've actually written that because I didn't know the lyric, and I've put "Give me love over, love over, love over this." Wow, is my is my note that I've wrote? Yes, no, it's uh, it's, it's an absolutely uh, cracking song. Um, I, I love I love it when a band put out an absolutely cracking track for their first song that's not a single. Oh yeah, definitely. That makes a real impact because people are coming to the album for the singles. Yeah. Well, not everyone, but the mass, the masses yeah. are. Um, and I think it's nice to give them someone that's not that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently all the songs, Chris Chris and Johnny are the writers, aren't they? Yeah. They were recording it in Liverpool. Uh, they'd go in on a weekend and they'd, they wouldn't do anything throughout the week. And then they'd go in at a weekend, work on songs together, and then on a Monday morning show the other two. Yeah. And then they'd like do it a almost, bit then. Uh, yeah, and also they'd set themselves like homework almost, and they'd come in on a Monday and go, "What did you do yourself this weekend?" Okay, and they would kind of all listen to what they might have just created themselves, and they'll see if it could fit into a song somehow. Ah, uh, see, that's a, you know, it's not being on top of each other, and I don't know. Yeah, different ways work for different people. Yeah. I'm guessing. I think we've got to this bit now, actually. Hang on. Um, I mean. 
this episode could be as divisive as the Nickelback episode because I think Coldplay are kind of that band, aren't they? People are they love or hate them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, give, give this a little listen. Just just take about thirty seconds out your day and just listen to this bit. This is for you, guys. about the drummer <clears throat> makes a lot of sense to me now okay. because if there's one thing I'm not a fan of in songs it's like just the dug, dug, dug. I hated when Oasis just went for the yeah. dug, 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 dug. and he does it a lot on this album yeah I, I think it's intentional with that song that yeah. kind of hurried um, thumping percussion and then there's the tempo change and I think it's it's very much intentional but I, I definitely like can hear what you're saying I think if you know, if, if if they were to get in someone, I don't know, like uh, Radio Edge drummer, Phil Selway. Yeah, just like a, a drummer, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it works for it, and it's the things which I usually don't like about songs, but I think they work in these Coldplay yeah. songs. Whereas the, if Noel Gallagher's pumping it out, I'm like, oh, God. Coldplay songs, they're, they're arranged in a, in a very simple way, aren't they? You know, but they're, always, they're very effective with that. Um, so it's not overcomplicated, so they don't overcomplicate the drums, they don't overcomplicate... It's not multi-layered like some band, you know, like you listen to Arcade Fire and Raid with that's multi-layered. There's a lot yes, going yes, on. Yes, yes, yes. Absolute cracker to start off the album. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've put, I've, besides Banger, I've put Feeling of Hope at the end as well because with the way that the song goes, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's definitely intentional, but it's just an absolutely awesome song. I, I, the two times that I've seen them live, they never played it live. That was going to be my next question. Which, which I'm gutted about that. If there was one song I wanted to hear live, that would have been... That'd be a cracking uh, gig mm. opener. Yeah. What did, they, what did they open with? I can't remember the first gig, the last yeah. cricket round, but the uh, the Milo Exalto tour, I think it was, it was one of the singles off, off that album. That album. Okay. In fact, the, the, the first three or four songs was all that album, mm. and then they started playing some of the hits later. To be yeah. fair, that's usual fare, isn't it, yeah. when you see a band yeah. if they're touring it, an it, album? It yeah. did work well with that tour because yeah. of how... You know, you had all the uh, the wristbands and on and everything, and uh, mm. it did work really well. Track two.
this was the single, the lead single for the album. Yeah. Uh, apparently it was a song carried over, sort of, half-written from the Parachutes era. Um, the band credit it somehow as being meaning to them that they could still write a song, because I think they were a bit unsure right. between albums. Um, I mean, this bit we're hearing below us now, that kind of makes it. The rest of it for me is a bit meh. Yeah, the, like I said to you earlier on, Coldplay tend to put out a certain type of song. They've probably got two or three different styles of songs that they put out. This is the style that I'm least keen on. Yeah, like this bit that's coming in now, this like like simple lead bit. Uh, this when this came out was like channel changer for me. Yeah, you know what I mean at the time. It was overplayed to death on the stations, which you can understand why it's a lead single from a big band's album coming out. But um, I never liked it really. I listened to it a lot more the last few weeks, and I like it a bit more now. But yeah. I'm still. Yeah. It, 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 it's okay, but what, what I've noticed with Coldplay, what they tend to do is they tend to put out the first single of an album. It's a bit of a cheap song because there's a chance it's going to chart high. Mm. You know, so it's going to do mm. the job that it mm. needs to do. Mm. It's going to create the interest. They always tend to put out the best song as their second or third. I think so, a lot of bands do that, don't they? Yeah. yeah. You know, I think, for the, like I say, for, the, for, uh, for Parachutes, they put out Shiver. For this, they put out... Uh, in my place then they put out Speed of Sound I think for X and Y which I'm not really keen on that either was that the one that sounded like clocks yes the intro? very much so yeah. very much so but yeah they don't ever put their best song out first which I think is the right that's a wise move you know because you can we, as you said you got that in the bank that's yeah. people are going to buy it because they yeah. want to hear but the issue with this <laughs> song is that because you can tell it's a leftover from Parachutes mm. Mm. and you know if, you, if you've been like waiting for two years for the band's next album. Mm. And then the first song that you hear is something that could quite easily be on the last album. Yeah. It's not that great, is it? See, this is a this is a a musical I don't know, a thing that I don't I don't know or get sometimes. If I like a band's stuff, I like the stuff. Yeah. And okay. it's like, you know, you go for a nice meal. <laughs> you're Oliver. Yeah. And you're, oh please sir, can I have some more? Yeah. And, and and I've never had a problem with as long as it's not for like six albums or yeah. something. But definitely, I like to feel a thread between as well. But yeah. it's something. It's probably the most thing that I've ever heard bands get slated for. Oh, it just sounds like mm. the album before. Yeah, and it, it it it. I suppose it's a bit difficult for the band as well because they even if they want to go in a new direction, they think mm. they, they want to put something out there for the. For the fans that got on board to begin with. Of course, because if they want to go in a new direction, that's how probably I lose with yeah. bands, because yeah. maybe I don't want to go in that direction they want to go. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I always think of Pearl Jam. Great first couple of albums, and then they well, they were like, we don't want these fans or something, <laughs> so we're going to do something different. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, think, I think you want a band to evolve. You yes. don't want them to be stuck in the same place yes in my I, place i suppose this is why we differ with oasis don't we and like i've always slated oasis for never no, but this really... is why oasis went crap because they changed because <laughs> they should have just stayed the same because, because they just built up and like uh, be here now it's like so overproduced and grandiose and everything and then it's as if Noel gallagher heard that criticism that criticism from some quarters and he was yeah. like oh no we can't be like that so all the albums after are like really horribly underproduced and yeah. just sound 
I mean, I like some garage rock bands, but sound a bit garagey rock. Right. A bit, I don't know, just shit. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good and not good. I mean, this song, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, there's, there's, there's no way this deserves to be a single. I mean, maybe it oh. can fit on the album somewhere, but like as a single, as a first single. We've only got three official singles and then like a like a promo single on this album uh is that god put a smile on your yeah. face yeah that's like a like an because it only got to number 100 on the charts oh, yeah i saw that I it weren't a proper yeah, single right this got to number two do you know what kept it off ah oh, have you got the same on. notes as me um no but i'm sure that i did read it what was it Darius Dinesh, Colour Blind. Oh, line. yes, that was it. Yeah, good Lord. <laughs> My God, rest his soul. Yeah, oh, God, he's dead, isn't he? Yeah. Hey, why? There's, there's a, we were saying about Harry Styles. There's another thing, Darius Dinesh. Yeah. The appetite was there. Mm. Um, yeah, man, good Lord. This is a better song than that one. Yes, it is, yeah. <laughs> do you remember Colour Blind by Darius? I do a little bit. I'm not going to Because when I was it, reading but, yeah. that, you know, obviously you, you, you play it through your head, don't you? Or yeah. you try to. And I was like, I'm. Because he was ridiculed and then he came back the next year, did he? Was that X Factor or was that Pop Idol? Um, I'm thinking it was X Factor. Okay. Because I think when the one where people liked him, he had that girl who was in the Pussycat Dolls as his, um, did they call them mentors? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, his cheerleader. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was X Factor. Did he come fourth then? Is that right? Third or fourth? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. He didn't make the final, did he? Um, mm, I don't know. I'll be honest. That with was you. back when I used to watch it. That and, was like, and me, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. my Saturday night. Yeah, that was, yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> hardcore, hardcore <laughs> Saturday nights. Now we're sat here doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in my place, decent. It, it's all right. I mean, if I'm going to rate the the song, I'm, I'm probably going to give it a, a six, maybe seven out of ten. Yeah. Well, to me, it's just like it's like Coldplay Autopilot. It's, yeah, it is. It is. it is. I don't think yeah. they're challenging themselves. They're not challenging the listener. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm with you on that one. It, that's the kind of song why Coldplay gets stick, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like the mm. Coldplay haters. That's that's for them. Um, and then we move on to this one. Interesting, this one. I like it. Where do we go? Nobody knows. As I said, it was only released as a promo single. Um it was this, oh no, it was the next year. It was like August the next year. Got to number 100 on the chart. Um, but it had a video for it as well. Black, a business black and white video? Yeah, it's a lot of the businessman and he fades away. And, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that was Paddy Considine. Um, Considine, please. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, Irish actor. Uh, okay, see. something which not a lot of the songs on this album have got and it's got like a dark undertone to it yeah yeah um which i don't know i can't not being the coldplay aficionado i can't think where they've done that as well i don't know yeah yeah it's um i think i've got it's quite similar to another song that comes much later okay um on the album oh okay yeah 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 it's it, it, 
it's an okay song. Uh, it, it, it transferred well live. It did you know? It, they they kind of broke it down more. Mm. Um, they didn't just play it how you hear it. Mm. Um, yeah, so it kind of worked really well live. Um, I like it. I think it's a good song. Mm. I, I much prefer it now than I did. Yeah, like fuck loads more, like yeah. loads more. Um, I like the lead thing. As we say, I think not that it is very edgy, but it's got. Edge's guitar sound, kind yeah, of, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? It all just sounds a bit like that. Um, apparently they did complete the album in the middle of the year, but then they got rid of loads of the tracks because they thought it was too parachute Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, some of them still obviously carried through, but I think Clock's Politic and some yeah. else were... How Politic would have been recorded Quite then wouldn't on, it yeah. yeah definitely clocks was like the last one yeah it made it in made the cut yeah yeah um but yeah this is this is a good song the one thing that i found about it at the time it was all we were all maybe listening to radio one and i think moyles was still doing his breakfast show at the time wasn't it and he was a big fan bloody um cheerer for mark ronson yeah and remember when like ronson put out the album didn't he the one that he had thingy singing Valor- valerie on um, yes winehouse yeah um, I think Robbie did a, not Cardigan, Charlatans cover on that album. Okay. And then it also had like this as well, which is just an instrumental. It was very in to have this kind of sound on music at the time, wasn't it? Like trumpets and yeah. big, big band kind of stuff. <laughs> that, yeah, it was like, like a big... jazz influence. Yeah. yeah, oh God, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I can definitely remember him having like this on his beds when he's talking, yeah. <laughs> Because he was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then as well, you had fi- Fiddy, 50 Cent. God give me style, God give me great. God put a smile on my face. God put the smile on my face. God make me shine like the sun. God make me shine like the sun. Sometimes I feel like the one. Sometimes I feel like I'm the one. I just reached the style. And then it goes off onto its own thing as well. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think Coldplay were that big that they were crossing across to the hip hop stuff. Was this around the same kind of time? Or was it a couple of albums later when he was working with Kanye and things? Yeah, it was, it was a couple of albums later and, uh, yeah, working with like Rihanna. Um, did. Uh, that's a really good song with Rihanna. I really like that. Is it Princess called Princess of China? China? Yeah, it's, it's not a bad song. Yeah, yeah I remember. I, like I remember when I got the album. Yeah, um, and I was like, I was just looking at them. I was like, oh god, here we go. You know, song collaboration f- yeah. with with Rihanna, and I was just kind of, oh, you know, I was, I was a bit annoyed. I was a bit gutted and a bit mm. annoyed. But then mm. I listened to the song. But it ain't that bad. It's okay. But this is the yeah. one thing, and I was, I was going to mention this later on. This is the one thing that annoys me about Coldplay. It's the amount of collaborations they do. It really knocks me. Haven't they done one with BTS as well? More recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The um, I remember seeing them on the um, Super Bowl halftime show and they were doing something with Bruno Mars and just, honestly, they, they mm. don't need to cheapen themselves. But I think they already have now. So, I mean, oh, they, they may as well just continue. Yeah. And I was thinking about this before coming on the podcast about all their collaborations. Mm-hmm. And it must be difficult, hadn't it? Because, you know, you you kind of get to a certain status within the industry and you must get these requests all the time because you'll see people at award shows and go, you know, we've got to do something together. Mm. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll call your people or whatever. And you're probably thinking, yeah, yeah. You you, you say all the right (laughs) things at the time, but you're hoping they don't call or Mm. 
But I think Coldplay is such nice people that they can't say no. Sometimes when I get a text off someone, uh, if I'm not in a, in a group mm-hmm. and I get just a direct message from a mate saying, fancy a few beers tonight, and I just can't or I can't be bothered or whatever, yeah. I hate saying no. <laughs> Honestly, I find it really hard to say no <laughs> because I, I don't want to let... Because if I'm saying no to this one person yeah. and it's not on a group message, then... They're, doing, they're up slack alley. They're, they're, they're doing nothing that night. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I feel like I'm... And I'm just wondering if Coldplay have a bit of that about them, saying, well, if we don't agree to this one song that they've said they've written for us, they're never going to do it with anyone else because they've written it for us. Uh, I don't know. To, to me, the other side of that is you could push in front of Chris Martin in a queue and he wouldn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. Um, maybe. I, I, I do think... Legitimately, that Coldplay are nice guys. Yes, like I, I'm, I couldn't say that they're not nice guys. Yeah, and that collaboration thing. I don't know if you've listened to. Um, it was the Linkin Park episode about their latest album, the last one they put out. And I said then that I think Linkin Park kind of moved away from their genre and kind of saw the big acts at the time as being their contemporaries instead of being in their scene. Yeah, which is exactly what I think Coldplay have done, but. To way more effect, yeah, and they kind of fit into that thing. Coldplay can look around and say, "Oh, Ed Sheeran's that side of me, and yeah. Rihanna's that side," whereas Linkin Park, I think they saw themselves as that, but yeah. never really were. But yeah, I don't know. Coldplay, big fucking band, didn't they? Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> I just like bands to stay in their own lane. Um, <laughs> you know, like obviously, like. My two favourite bands are like Radiohead and, and Arcade Fire, and if I and if if they were doing all these collaborations, I'd I'd get quickly turned off. I think. Yes, I did hear something this week about um, what's the guy from the Arctic Monkeys called? Um, oh God, you asked a question. I Alex know. Turner. He'll only do collaborations with people who he actually knows or he is actually friends with. Yeah. Whereas, you know, other people have maybe put stuff to him, and he just won't do it. But he's a bit of a pretentious prick as well, so, <laughs> you know, you're playing, <laughs> yeah, you're playing yeah. them off against each other there. So, I don't know what's the right, what's the right thing really there <laughs> to say. Track four, It's a Big one. This will be the last one and we'll have a break. <laughs> about this because it's quite a build-up on it. This only ever got to top to number 10 on the charts. Crazy, isn't it? Absolutely mental. Um, everybody knows, surely, the reverse video. Um, you've got... Is it it's a car crash, isn't it? It's a car crash. And yeah. he's stepping back and going to sleep. Yeah. yeah or lying down on his bed, anyway. Um, it, Chris has said, oh, you can make what you want out of the lyrics, but really it's just about girls. Yeah. Yeah, which is yeah. refreshingly honest as well mm. for for a songwriter. Um, Willie Nelson's done a cover of it. Um, I remember Avril Lavigne doing a version in the Radio One Live Lounge, and I think Natasha Bedding for yours as yes, well doing yes, one. Yes, I think I saw that online. Yeah. Um, as I said, this is the moment when I thought, "Oh, this band aren't just a one-trick kind bit, of thing." A bit more depth. <laughs> Even though it probably isn't really when you listen yeah. to it in, but it, at the time. Oh, yeah, this is different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you can't argue with it. It's an all-timer. It is, it is. It's, 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 um, it, it's probably the best song on the album, but I'm not going to name it as the best song on the album because I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to choose on I'm with you on album that. tracks, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, interesting, 
interesting little tidbit about this song. Because it was all in reverse, I don't know how true this is and this is, whether this is just crazy, but didn't he have to learn the lyrics in reverse and yeah. sing them as if... Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, which is... Which is, is crazy. Yeah, I suppose you're only shooting bits. I can't remember if it's a one-take scene. I think it... It plays like a one take. I mean, how many little cigarette burns where they're actually cutting and, uh, you know. No snake eyes, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was snake eyes, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's an impressive thing. Well done, Chris. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah, man, I mean, fucking hell. Just take it in a little second. I was just guessing at numbers and figures. It's a first dancer. I, I would say this has been done to death. Yeah. At, at weddings. Yeah. Personally, yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't imagine it, it. It's 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 getting done now. It probably would have just been at the time. Yeah. Maybe a couple yeah. years after. I can imagine this because I have a big live though. Uh, I don't know if I've heard this live. In oh, really? Performances. I would have thought um, this would have been at like this has got to be an essential one. They play it every. I think gig. it was played actually. Sorry. Normally, I think it was played at Langshire Cricket Round, but they didn't play it then at the uh, the the arena that I, that I saw because it was a different kind of gig that was. Okay. But uh, no, no, it's. Uh, I think if you're going to look at just talking about wedding songs, I think mm. I think probably Yellow is more likely to be a wedding song. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, what does, that, what, does that actually, what does it actually mean, Yellow? It's all. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I'd, not too sure. He's definitely got a knack for a, for a lyric anyway. I'll give him that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, it, it, it's an all-time, man. It's a fucking classic song, that is. We'll have a little break now. We're just over an hour in. So, uh, yeah, hear from, I don't know, me probably, who's talking in the middle. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Don't forget, you can contact the show directly, jukeboxpod at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Facebook, search for Personal Jukebox Podcast. On Instagram, we're also at jukeboxpod. And leave us a review. Help a brother out. Help the algorithms. Yo! Okay, 
Okay, you're back with us on part two. I thought I wasn't hearing myself then. Um, the personal jukebox podcast, looking at Coldplay's A Rush of Blood to Your Head. Uh, good album so far, four songs in. I would say we've got like three fully thumbs up. Definitely. And like a middle of the middle of the road yeah. one, yeah? Yeah. Um, which, I don't know, maybe you may not be Coldplay fans listening along and I don't know, maybe you weren't expecting that. <laughs> but yeah, they can't play at this point at least weren't as bad as you may think they are <clears throat> I remember um, getting this album mm-hmm. which what 2002 wasn't it yes and I, I wasn't going to get it because I didn't like in my place so I wasn't going to ah, get okay, the album yeah. and I, I was advised to get it by an ex-girlfriend at the time yes and she knew I liked Coldplay from the first album she was like trust me listen to it you'll love it uh-huh. and I bought it and my mate come and pick me up and went, you know, in the days where you get a Merry Hill and, you know, yeah. you'd, you'd just drive around all day in your mate's car. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we'd put this CD on and we would, yeah, I mean, we're probably at the stage now, like what, four songs in, where we both looked at each other and we were like, and this, shed is, a tear a, after this the is a big album, you know, we were just, <laughs> this, this is a statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, the, not the evolution, but the um, growing up. Yeah. Shall we say from the first yeah. album to this album? Maturing. Is, yeah. Is, yeah, the maturing, that's the word, yeah, I was after, is evident, shall we say. So if, I don't know, it's either 1A or 1B, isn't it, how we've left it on the on the break there of the biggest song on the album? Yeah. I would still say possibly to this day, if you were saying one of the, th- oh, definitely top five Coldplay not cut top, but most Coldplay synonymous songs, you would have added The Scientist, maybe lower on that, yeah. but definitely the other one would be the next track. Actually, let's talk now, because <laughs> just, just straight off the bat. Verse bit, nah, I don't mind the chorusy part, yeah. But to me, this is a weak song. Well, it's not a weak song, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've given this song quite a bit of thought over the past week. Yeah. Knowing we were coming into this. And, look, there's no way I would even think about playing this on my, you know... This would never be on a Chris I would Wellings never even playlist. think about playing this at any point if I'm, like, on the treadmill or whatever, or I'm in mm. the car. I wouldn't even think about putting this on. Yeah. This song... Uh, you know, you can just hear it for fun on the radio, can't you? It's mm. just constantly being played. I bet absolute thousands. It's a DJ's gift, this song as well, because there's, you know, they do that thing where they're they're talking during the intro and then it comes over the top. They can bring it in when they want, and it's just kind yeah. of everybody can hit the post on yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but then I thought, well, okay, don't just think of it how you think of it right now that you've heard it probably like two thousand times. Uh-huh. Think about how you how you felt when you first heard it and then break the song down you know structurally and is it a good and I, I, I believe it's a good song I, I, you know I, I, it's well crafted yes yes it's definitely well crafted it's yes. catchy as hell which, oh it's got hooks yeah mm. but yeah um, it, it, it's probably the song that's it's probably their most famous song which yeah. I find a bit weird it, I find it weird as and well. I would say most Coldplay fans yeah you know like probably it's not even in their top 20 is it their like Wonderwall you know what I mean I, I think it probably is yeah which surprises yeah. me yeah it's it, it is mm. a weird one isn't it and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, the problem with this as well is that 
when a song does well in America, that mm-hmm. just takes like you know complete. Was this their kickoff in America? This song. Yeah. So this one, uh, this one a Grammy. This song did. It did. Yes. It yeah. Two thousand four. Um, record of the year. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I think when you when you hit it big in America and you start winning Grammys, that's when like that song gets associated with you, and yeah. you can't do mm-hmm. anything about it then, can you? No. Um, it's now where it. Oh no, it isn't. Christ, it isn't that bit. You know the night and tell yeah. that bit. That's the better bit for me. Home. Yeah. Oh. oh, that's it there. <laughs> Not nothing can tear us apart. That's a completely different song. <laughs> oh, God, have you heard Noel Gallagher's live cover of that? No. Love can tear us, will tear us apart. We're going to Oh, God, no. <laughs> I, 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 it's probably on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> um, once again, it's got that, that drumming that I don't like. It's the... Yeah. No, Clocks, massive, absolute uber massive. This would be. I'm, I'm glad that you've said that. That this is probably their most synonymous yeah. Coldplay song. Which, which I don't like that because I think they've done way better songs that are just as oh yes, just as big. I have got some interesting little. Oh, I hope fa- you've got the same thing. Factoids. I've got. I was blown away by one fact on this one. Oh, you know what? It's gonna be. It's gonna be my last fact, which is funny as Go hell. On then. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be the same, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll, I'll do one. You do one. Okay. Go on. Then. Okay. Let, 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 let's see what that takes okay, us. Okay. We've already said about it. B. This should have been held back for their third album, wasn't it? It was their manager who said he'd listened to it. Said, "No, you've got to get it on this album." Last track recorded. They delayed. They delayed this. I think they spoke to. I think it's Parlophone. Yeah. And they said, "Look, you know, can, can we put this album back a couple of months uh, to ensure this this goes on?" Which they did. I'm going to say something else about one of the other tracks later on. Mm-hmm. But it harks back to the decision to put this on, and I'll explain it a bit later. Okay. Anyway. This song was inspired by Muse. Really? This track was. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Muse were around at this time. When you listen yeah. to this, you don't think Muse, do you? No, no, I don't. No. Mm. What what song? What stuff is it inspired? It, it, it did mention the song that he was referring. I'm not. I don't know Muse that well, to be fair. No, so he, I'm not a Muse fan. So mm. even if I, I, mean, I read it, and I, I, I didn't instantly, you know, I, I know probably a couple of theirs. I've mm. heard plenty of their songs, but I couldn't name what they are. Yeah, but. I've got that. It's about being somebody in a conflicted, intense relationship as precious time slips away. As we said, the, the theme of the album. Yeah. I got that Will Champion thinks that it's rubbish. He gave a VH1 interview in, in the recent years, and he was like, oh, I hate that song. Like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe that's, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's like, maybe it's because they've just played it so just much. Over, and, yeah, overkill, yeah. Yeah. I've got that. It was my wife's ringtone when I met her. I can remember <laughs> hearing her phone go off um, when we worked together, and it was that opening lick from uh, from. I would have Fox. imagined that would have been like a red flag for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that made me think. Oh, she knows about music because yeah, you. I don't know what we're talking two thousand two. She didn't have like I don't know. I like the way you move or something as your ringtone. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm holding off on my last facts. Do you want to? If it's the same one, go on. Go oh, on, go on. Okay, let's see what else we got. Um, in 2020, yeah. Bono named Clocks oh, okay. as one of the 60 songs yes. to have saved his life. <laughs> I saw that. Which is just is ridiculous. When I read that, I just laughed. This is an absolute mind blowing fact, this is. Chris's great great grandfather. Uh, William Willett, 
yeah, many, many years ago. And he was the one of the main people who came campaigned for daylight the changes to daylight savings time no and way. to make that a thing because oh. for the farmers changing, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know and, and all that kind of stuff he was like one of the main people yeah. he campaigned for it for years and years and years and i think he actually died a few years before it came into effect no way so i just thought that was a weird thing yeah being called clocks, clocks going, and yeah. Would, yeah at any point during that song they don't mention the word clocks do they ticking Oh, do that. Oh, ticking okay. clock, clock yeah. and walls and ticking yeah, clocks. Yeah, sorry, yeah. That's the only <laughs> one. the first line. Oh, <laughs> man, honestly, these facts are all out. <laughs> it's quite, it's because obviously I've got, you know, little tidbits for most songs, but I've got this huge chunk for clocks. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you can see that my middle bit there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so as we say, it's an acceptable song. It's a cleverly written song. Yeah. But it's, it's nothing neither of us are going to problem is it's like when any big single mm-hmm. um comes along you know it, may, it lands and it makes a real statement and people switch on to that band they might not have ever liked them before and you begin to re- as a fan you begin to resent that song yes and um strip all that away and just think about the song and how it's how it's put together how it's crafted it, it's a good song it's, it's pure Coldplay there aren't many of there aren't many similar Coldplay bands out there there aren't many bands that do Coldplay, you know, like Coldplay. Mm. So th- this is just, this is their own space. And I kind of feel bad about slagging the song off sometimes. I feel a bit, because ultimately when they would have recorded it for the first time and they would have put, they would have put it out there and that manager would have listened to it. They'd have, but, you know, you can, you know, you can understand why he said, look. Oh, he was like, that's a single. We're delaying this album. This ain't waiting for the next one. Yeah. That is gold. Yeah, that's a single. Um, that's, yeah. Oh, another interesting thing was, um, obviously it goes in my place, Scientist Clocks. That's, yes. That's how it was released UK. That's how it was going to go in the US. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> so this is typical US. Mm-hmm. The US record label, because they must have had a separate record label over there. They thought uh, the scientists as a track did not provide enough of a blood rush for listeners. <laughs> oh yeah, you can see. So that. Yeah, they yeah, overruled yeah, yeah. and said we're yeah. releasing clocks instead. Yeah. So clocks yeah. got released ahead of when it got released over here. Uh, yeah, I can imagine that because you can just you can imagine this marketing meeting, can't you? And going, hey guys, this just you know, yeah, like in America, like once again, I mentioned Oasis again. Like they never had. Don't look back in anger as a single because they wanted Morning Glory. Yeah, because it's a bit more up tempo and yeah, um, yeah. I suppose different. But isn't it, isn't it like typical, markets. like how America overrule and say we don't want the scientist to be released just yet. We want clocks to be released, mm. Mm. and the scientist is by far. Oh, it's the better song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the better song, definitely. You said that Clocks won Record of the Year at the 2003 Grammys. Uh, the album overall won Best Alternative Album. Did it? Okay. And In My Place won Best Rock Performance. Best Rock Performance? <laughs> What's that even mean? Uh, I don't know. Because performance Guitars. on a CD? Performance yeah. like on a... I don't know what that means. I what it refers to. Yeah, I'd never really class Coldplay's rock apart from... They have no. guitars and drums and I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I don't know. I can imagine in 2000, I don't know what was better in 2002, really. But, I think yeah. there would have been a time where, obviously with Parachutes being their first album, that they could potentially have been considered rock, but they went in the more piano kind of melody-led way, didn't they, with this album? Yeah, even though I think this album overall is definitely a bit, le- is more louder than um, Parachutes is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. There's more... 
production. It's, it's or... production, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was Clocks, and then that's all the singles, isn't it? Yeah, that's all the singles we've got out the way. Yeah. So now we're into like deeper Coldplay cuts, and track six is called Daylight. First time I've ever listened to this album, as many of these recordings are, on headphones. Yeah. I don't listen to music with headphones. I've never heard that low vocal. Yeah, it works very well. I've it never heard that before. Well. You know what? That, to be fair, obviously I listened to this back in the day loads. Yeah. But I only listen to stuff with headphones now. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Inbuilt headphones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm either on the train going into work or... Yeah, it's, it's generally always, but I, th- I think that works very well. Yeah, um, yeah, that does actually. But I, think actually. I think this is actually a really good song. Well, it's actually changed, not changed my opinion a bit, but it's coloured a bit more because it adds a bit more depth to it. Mm. It's this sound now that we've got in the background. This is to me what they bought for this album. Yeah, this kind of sound. Yes. Very much so. Because this is non-existent on the first album. Yeah. Yeah, that it's very plinky-plonky yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but this is a, a decent enough song, I think. Yeah? Uh, and, you know, it, it once again, like, you know, you, this is, like, track six. There's not been a bad song yet. No, it's not been a bad and, one. And, you know, going back to that car journey that I had, when mm. I put it on for the first time yeah. with my mate, you know, we'd just been to Merrill, we just bought a pair of Rockport jeans or something, you know, <laughs> debating going to Col- debating whether to go to KFC drive through, <laughs> I-, I guess at this point. But we've probably got this deep into the album, and yeah, it's uh, there's not been a bad song. I think the a lot of the songs are definite, especially on the on the back half of this album. They're like mood setters as well. I don't know if I'd say introspective, but they're. I don't know. I feel like he's trying to say something. It's not just like lyrics chucked out there. And then we move on to what I think is possibly my favourite song on the album. It's a banger. It's a fucking killer. Honestly. Ning, when you're listening to this and you're editing this, and uh, not editing, when you're doing your production stuff, just give this a listen. When I said, maybe you'll turn to a Coldplay fan. And I come here to talk I hope you understand The green eyes Yeah, the spotlight Shines upon you And how could Fucking hell, it's this is this is the song that made me think, oh Coldplay are actually a legit band. 
Yeah, and this could have been a, a, a single so easily, and it wasn't. And yeah. I, I love the fact that it, it's not a single. Yeah. Um, cracking song works. I say works well live. I mean, what you're hearing is is pretty much how it is live anyway. Yeah. And I think they recorded this in one take. What you hear now is their first recording. It's uh, it's great song, and when the drums come in in, in 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 a moment, it's just fantastic. Apparently, it's about um, an American girl, not Gwyneth. Yes, who he obviously had relations with, and Jonna as well. He says, it's, there's, there's "Well, Johnny's got green eyes." Yeah. Okay, so that's probably why. Uh, but nowadays, they don't play it live at all. Not yeah, right so, now. Well, I think they they do again now, but it, they went through that. a stage of not playing it. Yeah, because. Gwyneth didn't. Yeah. Gwyneth knew it wasn't about her, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get it when it kicks in in a second. I think you should know the green eyes. Tell you what it does. Um, Coldplay's fragility is their strength. Okay, do you so know what I mean? Their vulnerability, like their vulnerability. Yeah, that's the thing that I think they lean on a lot. Yes, and it comes through in the music. Um, that's a very good way. Of, yeah, that's. And, a very and good I think way definitely in a, in a post 9/11 world. That was just pounced on by the masses. I think. Yeah. I think that's you know mm. the thing which um, which maybe took them over the top and you know made them. They were definitely like the biggest or one, one, two, three biggest band in the world at the time, weren't they? I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't think who would have been too much bigger. Yeah, that that's probably my favourite song on the album, and it's very low key. I mean, I've I, I have got a bit of a summary of the album later on, mm. but once we've gone through the lot. And I could quite easily chop and change and have that one as my favourite quite yeah. easily. If we were, once again, I say this, if, if we were in the business of picking a song to go on a playlist from every album, I'd be fighting hard for that one yeah. kind of thing, yeah. And it, what is it, like, what, less than three minutes long, is yeah, it? Yeah, you know, it's only a little ditty. Uh, it's a bit similar to the previous album, Don't Panic. That Green Eyes is way much more uplifting, but they're both very short songs where... Oh yeah, that little one. Yeah, what's it called? And now? it almost like the moment it gets going, um, don't panic, it's over, and mm-hmm. that's very similar to mm-hmm. Green Eyes. Um, very, it's very like country as well, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, it's got like a country yeah. vibe to it. Uh, yeah, good song. Next track, uh, warning sign. I'm a lucky man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really for me now. It is. They're in my hands. When I first time heard it, I thought that Honestly, like years ago. I've never thought that until really? you've just pointed it out. And that's that's wounded me because this is my favourite song off the album. Oh, is it? Yeah. I mean, it, it's a decent song, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's a very lucky man. <laughs> It's got all the. I'm not going to be able to get it's away. It's got from all that the now. beeps and boops and everything yeah. that, that the Verve were doing at the time as well. Not this bit now, but that riff. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, this is the one that I was on about, wasn't it? Guy done something, he's made a mistake, yeah. and then he 
the last lines are um, a come crawling back to you. Is yeah, that that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's. I think I heard something about it where Chris Martin was saying how he he doesn't enjoy playing it because no, he, he, he reminds he, him of the person that he was. At reminds that time. him of being a dickhead. Yeah. This is his actual quote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good song, isn't it? I, I like it. It's um, it's very well put together, very well structured. Mm-hmm. Um, is this kind of like melancholic feel to it? That's quite welcome, almost. I think that definitely around this kind of era, that their go-to yeah. vibe. That's, yeah. that's their thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. good. I like it. <laughs> uh, reviews overall, Metacritic. It's got an eighty out of a hundred rating, which you know is very favourable. Are we talking about the old, the album or the, mm-hmm. the song? The album. Okay. Yeah, the album. All Music gave it a four and a half out of five. Entertainment Weekly and A. Guardian gave it a four out of five. Enemy a nine out of ten. Q four out of five. Rolling Stone four out of five. The Outlier is Pitchfork. Who gave it five point one out of ten? Yeah, I, I was reading something about the critics' reviews, and it's, there's a real scathing line in there as well. Oh, on Pitchforks. It could have been Pitchfork. I don't quite. It's know. very on brand. Yeah. It is, yeah. But um, <laughs> but it's like anything else. Whenever you read a critical review or a critical, you know, a snippet from that review, and you and you read it, you go, "God, they're right." <laughs> <laughs> as much as you like the album, yeah, you read it, you yeah, go, yeah. They, "They've nailed that." There, they've yeah. nailed the. There's something in you which, whilst you're fully you on board it. that album, let's say, there's still something which they can absolutely. Yeah. I think if you dig hard enough, you could do <laughs> any album, couldn't you, really? Yeah. And I think that's the kind of their, that's their business oh, that they're it? into. I Fair think, enough. yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it was a number one album, obviously, in the UK. Uh, Australia, Canada, Denmark, Germany, Italy, Norway, Sweden. And it was top five in ten more countries. Got to number five in the US. It's the seventh highest selling album in the UK this century. Which, I don't know, what are we now, 23 years deep, yeah? Yeah, I was looking at that, and um, how many times platinum it's gone? Because I think the highest selling album... Ten. Oh, is it ten? Ten okay. platinum in the UK. But what is what is platinum? Um, it's a million in the UK. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, is it 500,000? Yeah, because I, I was looking, and like Queen, the, the greatest, it's Queen's, the highest selling oh, album in the yeah. UK, it's 7 mil, and it's that's something like 13 or 14 times platinum, which would make sense. Yeah, it's 500,000, yeah. it's a million in the US. Yeah. Over 17 million sold worldwide on this album. That's good. Uh, so, that's, yeah. That's big. Yeah, I mean, some of those platinum certifications, I don't know if it's it's either Australia or Canada, and you need to shift 30,000 for platinum. <laughs> yeah. Which, man, you know. That's food and drink for Brian Adams, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah God, if it, if it is Canada, his album must be like, I don't know, like 60 times, but well, probably more than yeah. that, platinum. <laughs> um, track nine is A Whisper. If this doesn't sound like something Noel Gallagher's high flying birds would be doing nowadays, then nothing does. Whisper, whisper. 
I've got one comment on this song. Okay, go on then, because I've got nothing. Surprised it made the album. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a late album cut. What are we? We track nine out of eleven. So, but but the the, the reason why I'm, I am even more surprised, I was kind of surprised anyway. I think it's a weak song, but when I heard that they had they had to like delay the album to get clocks on there, mm. it's as though they wanted to put out an album with ten tracks on. Yes. So they then delay for clocks. Will then just get rid of one, and this is the weakest song. Um. Yeah. I mean. Oh, I'd probably prefer this to In My Place now, but obviously that was yeah. the single, and it, In My Place has got far more of a mainstream pull yeah. than this has. I get that. This could have been on... Oh, with a bit less production, this could have been on the last album, maybe. Mm. Probably wouldn't have been the highest tempo song <laughs> on that album as well, wouldn't it, really? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's another one which we'll get to, in which I may... will probably be my equal for least favourite song oh, on the yeah, album. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I think like they they sound confident as a band. Mm. Definitely, as you said, more mature. They sound confident. It's as if they've just I don't know made a an, a pretty sound, bigger and prettier sound on the second album. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I don't know. That's kind of what bands got to do, isn't it? Yeah. Now we're onto the title track. Now I bet they always play this one, don't they? Uh, I think they. I'm not, gonna put yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard it twice now on both both yeah. versions. Yeah. And once again, I would say this is. It goes along the themes of the album's urgency thing, and definitely another maybe, 9/11 linked one. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, there's like four or five songs that all kind of are very similar with a the theme that I find on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Yeah, mm. kind of like talk about past mistakes, regret. Yeah. Oh man, that runs deep. Yeah, that's like all through the album. Yeah. Like all through it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's have a little bit of this. Do back the things it did to you in return. When that, when everything comes in there, it's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Polished. yeah, yeah it is. Like shines, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think at this point as well, I don't think they were as corny as they are now as well. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, they weren't. They weren't. You're damn right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably a bit of the the allure or something of this album. <clears throat> and like now, the song takes off as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, this is a a latter album. Big thumbs up for me. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Apparently it's meant to be a vocal homage to Johnny Cash as well. Yeah, that kept popping up in what I was coming across as well. I'm not a Johnny Cash guy, really. Mm. So, so I'm, you know, I, I think... Oh, 
I don't know. I don't want to say, oh, I think he's overrated, but I, I've just never really don't know enough about him yet. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I know, I, mean, I, I watched the film which Joaquin Phoenix did, uh, Walk the Line, and that was a good film, to be fair. And 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 as you're watching it, there's some good songs in there as well. Mm. I imagine if I put time into Johnny Cash, I'd probably end up liking him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I just don't know if I've got the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't got the time. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm completely speaking and knowing nothing now, but I'd say he's probably got a lot of material out there. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I imagine you got to hunt through a lot of crap to get to some... Yeah, you got to dig to find some gems. Yeah, there's got to be a great sit out. Just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Homer. Do my... the work for me. <laughs> like Homer says, my favourite Beatles album is the best <laughs> of the Beatles. <laughs> Okay, uh, shall we head to the last track? Uh, the last track is called Amsterdam. Title means nothing, lyrically. Yeah, yeah. It was just recorded in Amsterdam, or written in Amsterdam. Um, this is the other one which I was like, oh, this might be my least favourite. Yeah, you see, like, <clears throat> with there being two songs left and you said there was one coming up, which I straight away I thought this... It would be the it would be Russia Blood, not this one. Oh really? This is one of the best songs on the album. Oh really? Maybe yeah. I just need to give it more listens. I don't know. Um I think coming off when I listened to this originally, I picked out like Politic, Green Eyes, Russia Blood to the Head were three straight away okay. that I loved. Russia Blood maybe a little bit less now. Yeah. But um but yeah, I don't know. I think maybe following that I just thought this was a bit like the first album, they finished with a low key effort as well, well don't they? Yeah, this is what they. This is what they. They, they seem to follow us. You know, a, a kind of. A, I'm all for a slow closer as well. It's a blueprint that they follow, and they did it with parachutes, um, with the last song on that album, which I thought was fantastic, and they've pretty much replicated it on this album. I'm, I'm a sucker for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, repeated listening. I've noticed when it does, like, when it lifts up for the what you'd class as the chorus, yeah, yeah it's got the hooks and stuff like that. But I'd, this is another track which Coldplay haters would say, fucking Chris Martin with his fucking piano banging away and doing his <laughs> shot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, right, last gig, boys, the last gig they played was at the Johan Cruyff Arena okay. in Amsterdam, obviously. Uh, July the 19th, as we record, is the last one they've played. Um, interestingly, the gig was performed in four acts. Now, I didn't know if this was a tad pretentious. It was uh, constructed of four acts. Act one was planets. Act two was moon. Moons. Act three was stars. And act four was home. home. Now, is the last album something to do with... along that kind of themes? I wish I could give you an answer I, uh, I, I've not even got the last album so I, I, I couldn't give you anything okay um, when you were talking about four acts then I was thinking that it was going to be some social justice kind of like uh, oh, themed like, yeah, like yeah. climate change or, uh, and it doesn't sound like it is but mm. at the same time they could quite easily um, <laughs> they could quite easily go there couldn't they with... I was really surprised that off this album the only two, two tracks they play are The Scientist and Clocks in the current set. Oh, that's disappointing, isn't it? Well, yeah, I think so, yeah. Because um, you just put in, you know, look, you know, they've got, what, seven, eight albums now, you know, they're going to play, what, four, five, six maybe from the most current. It's hard to get 
you want to put a couple from everyone in there, but you don't just think, let's put the two biggest hits from we Russia. Said, it? It's such a good album. Yeah, yeah. Um, most played songs ever as well, two, three and four, are Clocks, The Scientist and In My Place. Right. I imagine more due to tenure than anything else, yeah. how long they've been there. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's the album. Got a few Coldplay facts for you at the end as well. Okay, go on. I, I, before we go into it, go the on. album cover. Yes. The cover art. Solve. I, I don't know how you Swedish pronounce it. Swedish or Danish. Or how do you pronounce that? It's like an O, but with a line through it. I know, yeah. Like yeah. a slash through it. I'm going to pronounce it as it as it's said. Solve Sundsbow. Yeah, I absolutely butchered the guy's name or the you girl's it, name. Yeah. <laughs> it is uh, the 3D scanning machine used to measure head sizes for US fighter jet helmets. Oh, okay. Uh, and they cut it out at a certain point, hence why you've got like that little sticky out bit. Yeah. And it was also one of the 10 classic albums chose for album covers chose for the postage stamps. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, yeah, I suppose that? That, that would fit well onto a stamp, wouldn't it? Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 it's that kind of thing, isn't it? Go on then, with your Coldplay. So did you know that they were originally called, this is before they had Will Campion on board, so Okay. they were just a free piece? Yeah. They were called Big Fat Noises? No, I didn't. No, I didn't know that either. I don't think that fits as well as Coldplay. I think Coldplay is a really good name for a band. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they then changed it. When they got Will on board, they changed it. Um, Starfish. They they were called Starfish for their first ever gig. Oh, and really? They changed it after then to Coldplay. Hmm. Do you reckon they didn't like the connotations with the chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavoured water? <laughs> <laughs> People um, thought they were going to a new metal band. <laughs> <laughs> they were the first unsigned act to appear on Steve Lamac's evening session. Okay, yeah. I imagine Lamac was on board earlier yeah, with these massive. guys. Well, obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Wiley loved them as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, they've surpassed a billion in revenue from tours, but they did 600 bill the last tour, almost current. That's, uh, that's not mega numbers, that is. They are, yeah. Over 100 million albums sold worldwide. So I was looking at this, uh, and I was thinking, like, because that alone is just a ridiculous number, 100 million from all their albums. Mm-hmm. But then... You look into that further, and they, they're quite far down the list. Oh, on all time? Yeah. When yeah. you start looking at all time. Is that like people's discography, like all albums yeah. kind of thing? But okay, now yeah. get, I think now it, the problem is now it gets muddied, you know, the, the waters get muddied with like downloads and all this kind of stuff where people aren't really going out and buying the album. Mm. So like the biggest, the, I think the biggest number is still the Beatles, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think they're pushing something like 600 million. But there's there's a heck of a lot of acts before the hundred millions come in. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's, 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 there's some there's some bands in there that you kind of like a bit surprised by. Um, I, I can imagine it's the time you've got like the because like, your golden age. Well, you've got the golden age of people buying records back in the day, and then that peak record buying between like. Um, Probably the, the beginning of the 90s till 2002, 2003, probably around this kind yeah. of time before yeah. um, File Share and etc. came in. Man, that's, they were just fucking selling bucket loads, basically. Yeah. Because yeah. you see the numbers uh, on Wikipedia, it still had, I think, albums bought, like mm. physically bought, 
in that order, but then they give a number, an equivalent number for recent acts, but then they also give a, a different total for which I presume must be downloads. So you're getting like all people like uh, Drake and Ariana yeah. Grande with like 400, 500 million. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But that's yeah. not... Yeah. That... It's not... There's there's a website that I've used... I used for... Uh, it was the most downloaded Songs of the 90s episode I used it for, or something like that. Uh, and there's a website out there, I think it's called CPSS, and it uses some kind of ratio, so it uses physical... Downloads equivalent for this yeah. much. Um, YouTube streams are equivalent right. for this much, and it, it does it like that. And there is a, there is a metric right. oh, somewhere, okay. like a formula. Which yeah, 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 there is. And saying that, only today I saw that there was something. Oh God, I think it was Nicki Minaj either retweeted or tweeted something and said, "Oh, me and Taylor Swift are the only people to." Or they were the people who've charted in the Billboard 200 the most ever. Yeah, and, and that's ridiculous mm. if you think across all of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe not as much with Swift, even though she's very current. But with Nicki Minaj as well, I, I, I just I don't know, man. Hey, yeah, I, kids th- are stupid. Th- the charts aren't really a thing, are they anymore? I don't know. If, you know, I mean, I, well, I. I know for a fact Radio 1 don't even have the Sunday they chart do anymore, like do they? Yeah. They have like an hour slot on a Friday afternoon. Right. I think it's only like an hour. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anything else about Coldplay? That's that's pretty much it. I mean, um, other than just a, a general summary, you know. Yeah. Mm. What are you thinking about the album? Obviously, we give grades to albums here. I know, yeah. And like, I kind of, you know, I went into this a few days ago. I listened to it twice I thought you know I want to be fair to it no I've listened to it like countless times over the years but not recently so I listened to it twice in the last week and I thought you know I want to be fair to it mm-hmm. but uh, I didn't I definitely reflect on it well I thought at the time it was it, it just it, at the time it blew me away um, at the time and over time I mean what is it now so it's 20, 20, 21 years old. Yeah, 21 years old. It hasn't aged badly for a 21-year-old album. No. Some albums get stuck in time. This hasn't got stuck in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it can be played in you know, 10, 20 years from now. So it, it passes that test, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's a great deal of depth lyrically to a lot of the songs. So no, no, paying no, attention no, no. to the lyrics alone... Um, and this this goes back to how they kind of construct songs, and this is what what I found out from how they kind of piece a song together. So a lot of so some bands they'll write the song first of all, mm-hmm. and then I'll go, how can we put a song, you know, musically? How can we arrange a song around this? Oh, they write the lyrics first. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas what they tend to do, Coldplay, is they have ideas musically for songs, mm-hmm. and they look to try and like jigsaw them together yeah get yeah. a song and then write okay what can we present over the top of this as lyrics mm. Mm. so and I think that kind of comes through a little bit because whilst musically I think they sound very very good they're, you know they're, they're extremely polished um, they do the simple things very well I don't I think lyrically they are lacking so I think the album does lack depth lyrically mm. um, it's, it's not 
it's in no way abstract, yeah. is it really? Yeah. I think everything's route one or route one A. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, so whilst they have definitely matured on this album um, from their first album, more from like a production side, I suppose, they are, some of the later albums, uh, lyrically, they are, they, 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 they definitely have evolved and they are better and they've, they've, they've put more into that. So I will give them that. So I can't be too hard on them for this album. Where does this, before you give your grade, where does this album place in your Coldplay discography? Is it like top couple or uh, mid-range or to what? To be fair... <laughs> I, I think know I, you're not I think, au fait with no, I, many I, of the later ones. I think I'd struggle to place an album above this one. Mm. Just... You know, um, just from a sound perspective, I think it's arranged very well. And just listening to it here with you now, I mean, there's there's two songs that I'd take out of there. Oh, yeah, you know. two songs that you'd lose, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, if you're carrying, you know, an album of nine songs, which you like, well, maybe three songs, but you can't take clocks out, can you? No, no. That's no. ridiculous. No. Um, yeah, so I'm struggling to place an album above. I did like Milo Exalto. Mm-hmm. Um and Viva La Vida, to be fair. I like mm. both of those albums. So maybe they're on par. And I suppose there are, there's a bit more depth to those albums as well. Okay. But you know, but for a second album, and you're coming from Parachutes, which is quite raw, this is a great effort. Give it a grade, then. We, we do old-school GCSE grades. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Uh, this, is gonna, this is your first grade that you've had to give them, so I'm going to see if you're a harsh grader or not. I don't know if to change it. I mean, I've, I've put it down here, what, I've scored it, and this is based on listening to it in the week. Okay. I'm going B+. Plus, okay, But yeah. I'm just wondering whether we should go A-. minus. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you're going, yeah, okay. All right, well, there you go. Um, I think it's a solid album, yeah? Uh, much more solid than I would have thought it were to be. Uh, I think it's got big singles, it's got deep cuts, and it's still got enough room for everybody to have a personal favourite on it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It kind of ticks all those boxes. And for that reason, I'm going to give it a B. Okay. So we're not miles apart there. No, no. And I'm, that's like, that's good coming from you, you know, because <laughs> I thought you would have, I did think you would have slated this album. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm surprised it's been so well received. And like, I'm kind of. I'll be honest, if we were doing, not giving away maybe a future episode because it'll be ages away anyway, um, if we were doing Parachute right now, yeah. I would probably give it um, a C minus. I'd be like, oh, D plus, C minus. And that sounds bad, but it isn't really. You know what I mean? Um, do you, do you, do you, are you taking into account the fact that it's. It, it's the debut or not? Or are you, are you just rating it on? Well, yeah, you take everything into account, don't you, yeah. really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're not a million miles apart. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, good album. If anybody was thinking, oh, I hate Coldplay. Well, if you hate Coldplay, you probably still do after listening to <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, that I will say, like I said to you earlier about how they're, you know, the, the Marmite band along with doing the Nickelback episode. Still, now to this day, that Nickelback episode is the least listened to <laughs> um, episode of the Personal Duke. This will podcast. be interesting, though. Yeah. Yeah, but if you want to get in touch, if you've got any thoughts about that or anything, jukeboxpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow the show, as I always say, on Facebook and Instagram at jukeboxpod. Get in touch with us. I'd really appreciate if you stuck with us this long. 
drop us a review on Apple Music Podcasts or Spotify. It's really helpful in getting the show noticed and stuff like that. Uh, if you could do that, I would be super, um, super happy. And let me know. Let me know if you have. I'll send you out. I've even got some stickers, man. No, I'll send you out a sticker. Um, just let me know and I'll hook you up with that. Chris, it comes to the time where somebody's been on the podcast and I ask them to play a song, well, pick a song to play us out. Okay. I believe you're a big fan of this band. A huge fan. This is this is their debut album and this is the first song off their debut album. It's just immense. Has it got a big build-up or not? A minute and a half intro. Oh, minute and a half intro? Minute, yeah. Okay, so we can talk for a little second. Um, Neighbourhood Number One by Arcade Fire. Yeah. Um... Parentheticals, tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I don't know a lot about Arcade Fire, I'll be completely honest with you. I think you'd like them, honestly. Mm. They are multi layered. Okay, hang on, let's give this a bit of a listen. Canadian, yeah, yeah, Montreal, yeah. Until I've just read that, yeah. Um, bit um, as first listen and not knowing a lot about them, a bit um, even Springsteen-y. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know when you know when the killers go a bit Springsteen-y. <laughs> yeah. That's what it sounds a bit like. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I give them a listen definitely. I'll um, I'll hit the essentials and then I'll uh, I'll give a couple of albums a bit of a spin. Thank you very much, Chris, for joining me. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you. That was good. All right, great. Appreciate it. I'll see you guys in, well, you'll hear me in two weeks' time. And uh, yeah, have a good one. Ciao.